they call them
small business owners needing administrative services, individuals needing a resume, veterans needing assistance completing disability claim forms, and anyone needing a mobile notary. Give my admin friend a call at 773-349-2779 or check out our website www.myadminfriend.com That's www.myadminfriend.com Welcome to Rodis Live. I'm your host, Rodis. Today I have a special guest. Um, introduce yourself and your platform. Hey, hey, people out there. My name is Napira, also known as Nari. Um, I'm on IG and a couple of Facebook and a few other sites. But right now it's all about the host and his hot button topic. So let's get to it, Rodis. Okay. Um, the title of this episode is To What Extent, all right? Um, so whether you're um, a baby mama, an ex-boyfriend, um, a, a close friend, but, you know, everything just not going good, when is enough enough for the family to cut somebody off, you know? So would you... Um, like, let me see. Um, if somebody did some wrong to one of your siblings, would you still be friends with them? Would you hire them for parties or weddings or still hang out with them, go to the strip club, invite them over for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that? Would you do that? You know what? That's a good question and a sticky situation. And the reason why I say that, because I actually had to deal with it a couple of times with my sister and her baby daddy. So the way I needed him to DJ, but at the time me and my sister wasn't talking, so she wasn't planning on coming to my party. But then she showed up at the party. I had already booked him to DJ. She showed up at the party and then they had drama and it was a big drama and my party went left real quick. So after that, even though I could get the good rates on DJing and all that stuff from him because he was like a family friend, the question was each year, do I do that or do I put myself in a comfortable situation knowing that my sister might be uncomfortable, even though sometimes we on the outs. So after that, I didn't invite him to come DJ. I didn't have him come to the functions. If he stopped through, I'm like, hey, she'll be here around this time. You need to leave around that time. Because it's not that you're trying to not have involvement with people, but you know stuff can take a hard left. And everybody coming out to have a good time. So my decision after that first one bad choice to do that, I ain't never do that stuff again. So um, you didn't think it was unethical or nothing. You just was like, what are the chances of my sister coming? Yeah, I mean, that's the part that drove it. It was like, okay, obviously I thought about it being ethical. Like, hey, I need to have a party. She never comes to my event. I mean, never. So having him DJ, that's cool. 
But then that was the one in a million time when she decided she was coming. And it went left. Right. So um, <laughs> what, what was the ultimate result of that between you and your sibling? Hmm. She was upset with me. I mean, it, it, it was her position was, why would you ask him to DJ? You know, you got a whole bunch of people that you could have asked to DJ. Why my baby daddy? Mm -hmm. My position was, I probably wouldn't have asked your baby daddy, but we all been cool and you don't come to my events. But at the fact of she decided at that point, she wanted to start coming to my events. I had to take her position into consideration. So I don't ask him to DJ no more. Right. So if you could do it all over again, would you ask her permission? Um, we weren't talking at the time, but if we were talking, yes. At that time, we were on the, you know how siblings could be on the out. So we were on the outs at that time. So I really didn't take it into the major consideration. But now we're in a really good place. So before I would do anything like that, I would be like, hey, look, hey, this is what I want. How you feel about that? If it's not a good goal, then I'm going to leave that alone. Right. So... Um, when you dating and you in relationships, sometimes people are only meant to be there for a season. And the shortest season to me is like a rainy motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? A rainy day ain't supposed to be decades, fucking centuries. You know what I'm saying? So after you state, you know, how you feel about the person? Hey, look, this was going on. Based on the dynamics of y'all past situation or anything that happened or um, went down, you know, um, I think a general message is good because, you know, you don't want everybody to know your business because some things are embarrassing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So after you've moved on, like, should it be some questions like, where's your husband? Don't you have a family? Your husband don't have a problem with this. What are your thoughts on that? Huh. That one is a very interesting subject just because I know so many stories that pertain to me and then other people that's around me. Please uh, elaborate. Elaborate on other people first, then go with your story from a personal perspective just like just recently there was a family event and two family members that are no longer married but have mutual kids together had an event and then another one of the member all the members had to be in the same place at the same time people was uncomfortable it it, it wasn't a relaxed feeling even though time it went past decades at this point it went past it was still so much unresolved stuff that it made the atmosphere uncomfortable and believe it or not it was still some backlash behind it later like did you see how so-and-so was did you see what so-and-so did? did and even if that person really wasn't coming against the other person that energy was so there that it still kept snowballing and it didn't end for like three weeks after the event was over but it was supposed to be like a big happy event something right. on on a more even close to home far as me with coming out of a very estranged marriage and the family was having a family event 
the spouse that I'm estranged from was bringing his people, her, you know, the, the new girl and stuff like that. So my kids weren't invited to the family event. Hold on, Jim Shu. The flesh and blood kids aren't invited to the, the formal family event because the daddy is bringing his girl and her people. You see how messy this stuff get? So in that case, it should have been like, hey, look, I know I'm a part of you and we got our thing, but you need to stay at the hotel or at home or something because my kids can't not come because they flesh and blood. It can just get so twisted and so abnormal because you're talking about people trying to merge two different worlds that are, are separated at this point. And Unless you got a cordial understanding, like I have been to places before. Matter of fact, my own life, my mom and my dad, my mom and my dad is divorced and my stepmom and my mom get along, had got along. My stepmom has passed at this point, bless her heart. But so my mom would come to the family events and my mom and my stepmom would talk like regular. But that was because they was able to have a mutual understanding. And Gail was okay with my mama coming with the kids, even though these are my daddy people. And she already expected my mom to be coming with the kids because who's going to bring the kids? We live with my mama, not my daddy. Right. But those two ladies were some, they, they're what you call upright citizens. They was able to discuss that stuff in advance. I asked my mom, I said, hey, look, you and Gail got along. For a long time at all these events, what happened? She said, I went up to Gail one day and I said, hey, babe, I want you to know I'm coming here for the kids' sake and the kids along. I don't want my ex-husband back. You can have him. I'm not giving him googly eyes. I don't want no parts of that. I come in for the support of my my kids' family. And so those women established that. So growing up, it wasn't hard. Right. So if I seen Gail at an event and my mama happened to come, nobody's feeling uncomfortable. But that's not the norm. That takes people to resolve their own stuff. And most people don't like to deal with their stuff. Right. And so then you got situations where you have family that's now tied together because you got a kid involved. And now you feel like you're a part of the family because y'all got a kid or an ex-marriage or whatever it is. And the other family still want to hold on to that. And so then it makes it uncomfortable for people to come. I'm big on energy. You know what I'm saying? If, if you if you vibrate at a low frequency, stay the fuck away from me. If I you want to be bothered with those low vibrational motherfuckers, you could be with them. But don't invite me to anything where they are. I should have a choice. I don't want to be walking into nothing. Don't tap into to my good shit. I agree. I, I agree. One hundred. That's the whole point. Them two, those two stand-up women was able to discuss things, so the environment was never toxic. But you bring in people that don't want to be in the same place, and one over here with bad energy, and the other one feeling uncomfortable. Even if they don't got bad energy, this person energy make them uncomfortable. So now the atmosphere is shifted. And now everybody, the attention not even on the party or the event or whatever's supposed to happen. It, it gets ridiculous. I know personally, it happened at a funeral for me. 
<laughs> mm. Royal Rumble. I'm to the point um, in my life, you know, uh, I'm not thinking about nobody else. It's about what's good for me. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to be bothered, that that's cool. It's just like chess. You got to see the whole board. You got players involved that don't know how to make no moves, don't know how to execute the game. I'm too old for games. If you want to be bothered with that, that's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. All right? Um, I mean, truly, I agree. You shouldn't have to go anywhere and be uncomfortable. And nobody can get mad at your decision for deciding not to come. I know, right? But you know how it is sometimes. You can't win, child. Speaking of winning. You can't get out of the game. Get out of the game. But speaking of winning, welcome home, Bill Cosby. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute. Um, here on Riders Live, we um we don't condone any rape. We don't condone any pedophilia or nothing of that nature. But considering that the the um courts in Philadelphia reversed their decision about Bill Cosby. Hey, welcome home, Bill. I never thought he did this shit anyway. Um, if they could pay one person, they could pay 70 people. I think that, you know, it's all bigger than that. I think it's about, you know, um, destroying a man's legacy. You understand? I agree. Um, he, um, he did so much. He started doing his stand-up like in 1965. He was high, highly um, promoted and revered, won an Emmy, all of that. You know what I mean? And then the content that he put out on TV like The Cosby Show, um, Fat Albert, all of that, all of that was good. So I think that, you know, it was another agenda, you know, since they've been I feel like they've been wiping out the legacies of black people. Prince, Michael Jackson, um, Bill Cosby, um, and many others. You know, Bill Cosby, he wanted to buy NBC for those people who didn't know. You know what I mean? Him, Oprah, and Michael Jordan, they was initially supposed to buy NBC. Um, I don't know if nobody remember, but... Um, Michael Jordan's dad died after that. Um, Ennis Cosby, which is Bill Cosby's son, he died. Nobody know what happened to him. And um, nothing happens to Oprah. We're going to keep Oprah up out of this. You know what I'm saying? But um, my opinion of Bill Cosby, he always been a stand-up guy. And if he would have been able, or if they would have been able to purchase NBC, imagine the content that would have been presented on that platform. You know, as a kid, Bill Cosby was like my uncle watching Fat Albert, listening to the um, Brown Hornet. That's where you get all the gems on the actual um, Fat Albert um, show. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing about no ops, nothing about no backstabbing. It taught you how to work through problems. You learned so many things just from that show alone. And his style of comedy was just, you know, out the roof. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts on Bill Cosby being released, him being locked up? One more thing that I want to say. 
two weeks prior to him being released, they wanted him to sign sign something saying that, hey, you know, we're going to let you out, but you just got to say that you did it. I think they knew that they won, fucked up. Two, they wanted him to put a mark on his own self. Black don't crack. We don't do that shit. So he was like, no, I stay here and sit. I'm innocent. You know what I mean? And um, I think if he was doing any type of drugs, it's just like um, now they're doing these mollies, ecstasy or whatever. I don't think he was doing it in a capacity where um, he was drugging the girls. I think they was just maybe getting fucked up together, if anything. Because um, this generation got some of the biggest drug addicts it is. You smoking, <laughs> you drinking, you got pills. This is all you hammering. But back to the question, what are your thoughts on Bill Cosby being released? And do you think he did it? You know what? I'm actually elated. I don't really care what nobody say. And I don't know what side I'm supposed to be on. I'm going to be on the side of righteousness. Because here's the thing. Guilty or not guilty, they railroaded him. They went back, rearranged some laws, and brought him back to court after he had passed the first time. The first time he walked out of there, a free man. And then three years ago, y'all brought him back on the same charges, and then y'all locked him up. Y'all allowed testimony that shouldn't have been allowed. And so, to me, justice wasn't in his favor anyway. Now, how I look at it, one more question. What what African American, what black motherfucker gonna be out free walking around for three decades knowing he done did all of this shit? None. They usually bringing you down immediately. Here's my other part. If these women, is, is this not about if you can zone and rape or none of that stuff? So let's get that out the way. This this not that. Okay. We Oh, no, we got freedom of choice to go where we want to go. If you showing up at my room at one o'clock in the morning, everybody know those are usually booty time hours. Like, that's not a myth. That's something that's generally known throughout the public. If a dude call you at 10 o'clock at night, y'all usually trying to hook up to hang out to do some stuff. All of a sudden, right now, years later, now you're screaming, oh, no, I was taken advantage of. Well, with the police reports, please don't give me. He had too much power. He had too much money. I'm not trying to hear that because every black man that had power and money, like OJ, they brought him down immediately. So he wasn't above the law. What I want to know is why was you at his room? And now you're saying he forced you to take the Quaalude. Here is my problem with that. Right. Why y'all was over there kicking it? You ain't say, no, nah, that ain't what I do. I'm not nah, Bill. This ain't my party. I'm out. Let's back it up a step further. Who's going to a room of a married man, right? Um, who's using a, a, a rapist for a, a, a job reference? Who's accepting money for school? You know what I'm saying? Who's doing that? It's just, it's about much to me. Here is my problem. Kind of this is, Yeah. The first time it was overturned, it didn't stand. Then the second time it stood, and he was like, I'm claiming my innocence. And then the third time it was overturned again. 
But the damage is done. They didn't mess with his money. They didn't mess with his reputation. They didn't cancel shows. But you know what? He can't be tried for it again. So they they gotta um they gotta correct the shit. But they just they just fucked up his whole character. You know what I'm saying? Character assassination, absolutely. And like with society, everybody is so um quick to follow and believe anything that somebody says. One thing that I like about these podcasts is you can actually hear from our perspective and you can actually find out what the fuck really going on. You know what I mean? And how some of the people really feel. And again, this is not dissing people who've been injured. We, I, I, this is not not having sympathy for it. I know the story too well. So you're not going to hear me say that. But what I am going to say is if we're talking about justice, and we're talking about following justice to the letter of the law. Justice wasn't served in this case. And so for him to be out now and be redeemed, that's justice. With all that stuff that we just went through, that wasn't. Okay, I'm back. So that's my biggest thing. Like, I've been watching it on Twitter. I've been watching everybody get in the uproar. I've been watching how people feel. I've been watching the Black community be divided. But let's get past how you feel. Let's get past your feelings. Let's only deal with justice. Do you know how many innocent men are still locked up because yeah. justice railroaded them? Yeah. Do you know how many people that should be locked up that ain't because justice, quote unquote, worked in their favor and you know they was guilty? In yeah. this case, we don't know. In this case, it was definitely. So with the pure testimony, that's a problem to me. Because usually you got to have something to back it up. Right. Ma'am, did you call the police? Ma'am, did you go get a rape kit? Ma'am, you know, all those different things. Did you tell a couple of best friends right away and y'all went to the police together? Instead, it was all these women that came out of nowhere and was like, it happened to me, it happened to me, it happened to me. And it's kind of hard because it's right behind the powerful Me Too movement. Right. So it's, it's hard to weed out what's really good and what's really bad, what's facts and what's fiction. And so everybody was riled up on emotions and nobody was looking at the letter of the law. And to me, that don't serve justice. Cosby said, I'm not getting out. I stay here and rot in jail. He, he was willing to open room for people like, all my dead, all my days I darn near rot to death. He'd have stayed there, but he wasn't going to let them pin this on him. Right. So... Be a man of integrity and values and all of that shit, and I respect them. Okay, um, I appreciate your comment. What do you think about the powers that be um, trying to come at Felicia Rashad? I think that Felicia Rashad is the bar for any women regarding color, you know what I'm saying? Or not color, she's just a, a bad bitch. She dope. The epitome of fucking class. Now they trying to come at her for misquoting things that she said regarding Bill Cosby. She got a right to stick by Bill Cosby because apparently he never tried to come at her. You know. And not only that, it's called they are friends. Right, exactly. Let, let's stop it right there. When these people started character assassinating Bill, Rashad did not jump on board with them. I love her. I got much. I, she stayed silent. Camille stayed silent. 
They was not out there. Everybody else was doing the talking. I was kind of frustrated with the Cosby crew, to be honest, when they started getting on there and they was on the hot topic and people started wavering and they votes and stuff. And I'm like, look, the man didn't do anything to you and we don't have any proof and you know that our system is corrupt. So therefore, this is your stand on that. Hey, I wasn't there. Don't ask me. He's done nothing but honorable things to me. And right. nobody can disrespect your statement if you say that. So I'm sorry for whatever's happening to the other ladies, but nothing happened disrespectful to me from him. So I'm not getting in that arena. That's not the fight that I'm choosing to be in because you're pitting us against each other. Right. So my problem was, was that right there. Like, hey, we know we got a corrupt system. You know that it ain't fair for black people. All of a sudden, 40-some years later, we got allegations out the woodwork. And it may be true, it may be not, but it wasn't proven truly properly. That's the key word. It wasn't properly proven in the court of law. Right. So because of that, the only thing you got is an emotional person giving a testimony. And that's not how this goes. That's not how justice is supposed to work. So for me, Rashad is a stand-up because Madam Queen, for sure, about Bill no matter what. That's what you call a true friend. That's what you call somebody who is family. That's love. Right. Everybody should be giving her honor. Like, oh my God, she stood by him from the beginning to the end. Hey, you, you know what the good books say, right? Don't speak to fools. They scorn the wisdom of your words. Come so, on now. If a motherfucker don't know what's going on, hey, I told you what it is. Fuck it. Believe what you want to believe. So now he's free. But what he say, cast not your uh pearls among swine. You just right. don't do it. But you know what? One thing, since we on this council culture shit, you know what I'm saying? I got some bright ideas. I, I got some things on my mind, boss. I got What's some up, boss? about boss. We got presidents, senators, you know, being accused of rape. Uh, pedophilia. Uh, let, let's speak about our money. The forefathers, Washington, Jackson. Let's go back and think about all the owners of slaves that raped black women over centuries, where the kids with them over centuries, over 400 years. You understand what I'm saying? We need to go back and start canceling some shit about that. Well, we know for a fact now it's proven Jefferson got how many black kids? I mean, you know. Right. That, that's my the, thing, my that's thing the is, if you want to um, dig up shit and be an um, archaeologist, it's shit to dig up. It's shit to look for. But we don't want to do that because, you know, these people might be looked at, at a in a different light. I don't understand why um, we even want to compare to them in some capacity. I, I judge every person as an individual, but I'm just speaking on the forefathers, Washington, Jackson, all these people who own um, slave camps, all these people who have slave, slaves. We need to go back research all of them, you know, um, make them pay for all of the kids that they had out of wedlock. Make them pay for all of the 
sisters that they raped. Make them pay to all of the families down from generations. What well, do you look, about that? Yeah, here's the key that you just said. While we tarnishing legacies and we talking about the Me Too moment, our grandmamas, our great aunties, our cousins, and all them probably all a part of it. It would make the whole books, that's history books, be wiped out. You'd have to just scratch them all out. They'd be tarnished. They wouldn't exist. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it too, but I'm saying if we want to talk about for real exposure. Okay, I can hear you. Okay, now what was your last statement? I was just saying all of those presidents and these people that we deem great, they would be wiped out. Their legacy would be tarnished. Okay. The problem uh, is nobody's digging deeper. Nobody's talking about that. My thing is since this country is built on true justice in an American way, do you think that would be a fair fair way to um, make everything right? If, if Washington Jackson and slave owners and them paying for all of their kids over time, we got DNA, we got all the technology. Do you think that would be a just way to find out and bring some of these wrongs right? Since we canceling shit. Let's Listen, that would be, that would be the best cancel culture ever because it would actually reset us because you know, when you build in truth on lies, you'll never get to the truth. Never. Because it's always just now a watered down lie. Every time you make a next step. True. To truly deal with stuff, you got to deal with the stuff. So you got to go back. So if you're saying, hey, your last, my last name is Cameron, quote on Loveless. So who actually owned the Camerons? Who actually owned the Loveless? And I'm sure we're going to find a whole lot of white daddy in my blood. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure that my great-great-grandmama didn't give it up to him for free. It was taken. I'm positive of that. So, you know, while we're talking council culture, we can talk about tell the truth. While we're in this environment of shake some stuff up, let's shake it up for real. Let's deal with reality the way reality really is supposed to be instead of the way we want reality to be. Exactly. Because they always want to lock up somebody who got the ability to lead, stimulate thinking, you know, um, or kill their motherfucking ass. But it ain't even happening to people of other persuasions, even when the shit is on camera. But that's a discussion for another time. So... Not even another time. You just hit it. It's not happening to the other persuasions. But bottom line is, you just said, is it fair to go back? Because if we go back, it would be happening to them. Because they would be being held accountable all the way from their granddaddy ancestors. Hey, so right now, I'm going to tell everybody, hey, here on Riders Live, I'm getting a petition together. Y'all can email me at bookingriders.com at gmail.com or y'all can hit me up on my inbox at the real riders on IG or um, message me on my website which is ridersonline.net and we could get this petition going. Um tell the people where they can find you and tell the people a little bit about your platform. Well I just recently started a podcast. It's on anchor it's called SOS. This kind of stands for help 
And, you know, we originally called it Sister on the Struggle, but it's just so much stuff going on that it's the meaning and the message behind it is real hot button tactics need to be addressed. My name's Napira. Most of my hashtags on anything from Instagram to Facebook is Napira Cherie or Napira219. Okay. Um, that's what's up. Um, any last words you want to leave with the listeners? If I had to leave a last word to a listener, it would be, at this point, be a thinker. Stop following. Actually take the time to breathe and think and be an actor and not a reactor. That's dope right there. That's what's up. So once again, another episode of Writers Live. Thank you, Nate Perry, for coming on. Um, hope this ain't the last time I see you on the platform. Thank you. You're welcome. Peace. Yeah. There's so much going on in the world. It's time for us to stand up. So I wrote like a little poem. A rap, whatever you want to call it. It's called What About Justice? Here we go. What about the hard times? What about the people who died? What about the people who live? What about me? What about us? What about justice? What about trust? What about Trayvon Martin? What about Sean Bell? What about the people sending me through hell? What about the messed up story of Mike Brown? What about the love we lost and I found? What about me? What about us? What about justice? What about trust? The conflicts of religion, my people lack of vision. What about me? What about us? What about justice? What about trust? I got my hands up and I can't breathe. I'm in the struggle and I just can't leave. What about me? What about us? What about justice? What about trust? What about the crooked cops acting like some whack ass ops? What about me? What about us? What about justice? What about trust? What about me, the educated black man? What about us? My people lack a vision. What about justice? There ain't no justice. That's why I'm disgusted. I can hear my neighbor crying. I can't breathe. Now I'm in a struggle and I can't leave. Calling out the violence of the racist police. We ain't gonna stop till people are free. We ain't gonna stop till people are free.